0: Welcome to Life Continuing. Conversations that explore consciousness, healing, and infinite existence. I'm Tanya Berg. Sarah Woods is a global facilitator of consciousness, working with the world's most creative igniters of a new, unified, and sustainable fair economy. Sarah has been unraveling the realms of the cosmic being since childhood. She recognized in her 20s the ways in which she experienced this world and who she is may never be fully understood, which is fine, neither is electricity. Miracles happen and small ideas become life-changing twists of fate. Big ideas have often become international enterprises. The seemingly impossible was made real and in many, an ambitious life. This works and Sarah will teach you how to do it. Here's my conversation with Sarah about her inner knowing of her mission figuring out what lights you up and discovering what's possible when one listens to the whispers of heart. Welcome, Sarah. It's so lovely to have you here on the show. Thank you. It's a
1: a joy to be in the presence of your heart energy.
0: (laughs) Thank you. That's so kind. So you've had an interesting journey. This is something I'm all ears about. You basically went from the corporate world to now working for yourself, and supporting other people's life journey. Yeah. And that is very profound.
1: Mm. can make me cry. <laughs> what is it that sparked this transition? It's not like a big light bulb moment. It was more, I came, I have a deep knowing that I came here on a mission. And... I think we sometimes have really big ideas of what what that mission is. I have a purpose. I have to figure it out. Um, So my journey has really been about me remembering like the true love I be, the infinite that I be. And then recognizing that expression of it was not what this reality says you're supposed to do to be successful. And so... I realized in my 20s that the way I saw this world, the way I experienced this world, um, was not always the same way people around me experienced it. And that was part of my magic or superpower. And so jumping into the corporate world after I graduated university, got a job before I graduated, all of these things that are really supposed to light you up. And it's like I landed there and realized this is not what I planned. And so... um, that was another part of the journey of recognizing how I was going to be this catalyst for the change I knew I was here to be. Um, Really by recognizing what was so right about me and all of those weird things, the way I experienced this world.
0: How do you experience this world?
1: Not linearly, you know, not in a spreadsheet kind of way. I, I'm like an instrument for the soul when I'm with my clients. But I've always had a capacity with energy, so I consider myself intensely aware, someone who can see and feel beyond this earth experience, this 3rd three-dimensional world. And so that's always been part of the way I experience life or experience my soul expression, is by hearing things, seeing things, knowing things, um, which has really been a call of my soul to trust my own heart in this lifetime you said the word
0: awareness, and that's something I align with as well, because that's something that I have come to learn in studying the energy work that I've studied. It really comes down to awareness. So I'm glad that you use that as a key term.
1: You know, it's interesting. We're not, um, what I've noticed is when we're not aware of something or, or It's difficult to explain it's like sometimes you're not aware that what you're not aware of and that's what makes this so magical is like the more I learn or the more I experience the more I realize I have yet to experience or you have yet to remember but the power of using questions and recognizing that your awareness is a really potent tool in your expression here that is your knowing what you're aware of and to follow your journey and your expression through that um, information.
0: I guess if we use the context of, you know, life continuing, meaning that we are souls in a body having these experiences and we do this over and over again for potentially an infinite amount of time. For people who don't have that viewpoint, they may have a hard time wrapping their head around some of this these concepts and this paradigm. Mm -hmm. But you're coming from a point of reference that we have the eternal soul in us working through the body, through in this 3D reality, trying to, like you said, fulfill a mission. Yeah.
1: It's interesting. I mean, I started out maybe more consciously on this journey with some pivotal questions for me. Who am I? why am I here? What is love? And so that's where I began. And so that's that would be my invitation for those people who are trying to find context for this idea of life continuing because those questions took me on a journey. And frankly, there are a lot of the questions, regardless of who I'm working for or working with, whether it's, you know, CEO or the coffee barista, these questions are very familiar on a soul level here. And they took me on this journey where I started to realize what a gift having a body was, because for the people who are listening that would really resonate, I think, with both of our energies, there's probably been a struggle or a disconnect with the body, because in some respects, we know what life is like outside of a body. It's easier to go out of the body and be in energy than be grounded here on Earth, because there's a huge population of us who are incredibly aware, incredibly sensitive, And so um, I'm not even sure if I really answered your question, but it's where the energy was taking me is the gift really is in having this body and recognizing what a gift it is. Could you imagine, and whether you believe this or not, but just for a second, can you imagine being a spark of light or a shooting star, something without a body? And you can't do things when you're in that lightness, when you're that essence of source or God, creator, the infinite. And so the gift I have really been working on and been in in pursuit of is enjoying my embodiment here. Something that's always been a challenge from time to time. Certainly is. So we've
0: talked about coming into the body and we have this programmed forgetting. That's a common consensus um, piece of information that we come here, we forget our spiritual nature and then the journey through life helps us remember who we are or what we are. How do you support the people that you work with in remembering who they are? What specifically
1: do you do or say to help with that? Well, I'm always following the energy with my clients, but a few um, general rules or things that I've seen with the people I work with is that All I have to do is help them remove the things they have bought as a truth about them. And often it's the things that we are in wrongness about that is actually the genius that we are here to use and help us in that evolution. And I also feel we're at a really pivotal time in this consciousness where uh, people doing this work or doing this discovery. That remembering is going to create and rebuild the societies and the communities and the structures that we know in our hearts is the future we came here to be part of. So it really is reminding of them of the spark they be. And so there's a bunch of tools I use. One of my favorite ones is what lights you up to really come back into the heart space and recognize uh, the power and the information that's available to us in what lights us on fire. And that's going to be different for everyone. Uh, So that's, uh, yeah, it's, that's where I always begin. What lights you up? And if you don't know what lights you up, let's find out. Certainly. That's
0: a perfect question to explore. Talk to me about heart consciousness. You speak a lot about the heart and accessing the heart
1: consciousness. Tell me a bit more about that. You know it's like where i come from the heart is what leads um, the heart is what communicates the heart is what creates and it's also what purifies and and clears so i'm really i'm really comfortable in that heart space because it's the truth It's it's where i come from it's who i be and i really believe that we're moving into a a conscious, whatever this consciousness we're moving into, this mass awakening where the heart has a greater capacity to lead. We've intellectualized a lot here on Earth. It's fabulous. I mean, look at the technology you and I have right now. And now the capacity to bring the heart in to lead and allow the mind to bow down to it so that in our creations, what we're ushering in, again, those new societies, structures, is generated from a place of compassion, abundance, peace, uh, all of these virtues that I believe are really integral to communities um, to valuing the human spirit and to bringing connection back to why we all cho- chose to come to Earth and have this Earth experience. And so it's not just about the romantic love, It's It's really about ushering in the next phase of our human evolution. And
0: I think this is, like you said, a pivotal time for that to occur.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the heart, I mean, with the amount of fear and chaos being generated right now, it's an amazing time to really expand that heart energy go through any of the blocks or limitations that come up with you trusting that area. Like, it's a great time for purification. And back to what I was saying at the beginning, I think we come here with these big ideas of a mission. I have to, you know, um, be famous or do this, you know, have the followers. And my initial kind of schooling was that in every moment, my heart can create success by me remembering that energy and holding it. And just in that essence, we are being a contribution to this consciousness. You know. And and so I know it's a really big in some ways esoteric idea. It works. <laughs> it does. I I can attest to that as well
0: because I know that I know like you said it sounds esoteric, but when we hold a certain vibration, I mean it does spread out in, in a wave form from the heart outward and it can affect the environment on a practical note. You walk into a room to a a gathering, um, and you feel the vibe, if you will, you know, if it's heavy and maybe a little tense or, you know, if it's light and joyful, you feel that. And so that's something that I think everybody can connect with. Yeah.
1: And I've always said that the heart, never steers you in the wrong, you know, this is your way, your experience, and the heart and that soul connection really guides us through that experience or the way we require to be that greater contribution.
0: You speak about not healing through the wound, and I think this is a really important phrase and statement. Can you explain what that means?
1: Yeah, I think there's, there's we're, we're experiencing this shift as I said, in consciousness, and uh, I, I've witnessed a lot of patterning, especially with my clients about coming up with what's wrong with me, what I have to fix, what I have to heal. Certainly we've seen it, especially as women, you know, projected on us, programmed into us. And so for me, I I have this mantra where it's like you can create and heal what comes up along the way. So allow our creations, our hearts intentions to guide us through that way. I mean, hey, if you've had like a million lifetimes, do you really want to heal all of those wounds? Cuz it could take a really long time. It could take another million lifetimes to heal all those wounds. And I'm not going to go into wrongness of a, you know, if that's someone's path, it's your path. But for me the excitement really is, okay, what do I want to create? What is the soul of my creation? What is it pulling me through? What is it going to teach me? And allowing the heart to purify and clear as the healer that you be the healer that I be uh, so that we can lighten up and really just be in our infinite expression without carrying that story or the wounds around. How is that experience
0: for you when you're connecting with someone working through a trauma? I mean, how can that look? Because I think, you know, those triggers and things, it can tear open those wounds for yeah. the client. So What's your approach then? What what would be something you would say
1: or suggest? Uh like I've worked with it all full scope, yeah. right? And those who are drawn to my energy and work with me know there's an acceleration to the work I do. Okay. So, you know, so I'm not working with people in wounds over many, many years, right? Right. So, first of all, there's an acceleration to the work that I do, but That heart energy and the space that I hold in a container, that work is such a blessing to be part of because I'm able to see the gift in some of the darkest stuff. The gift that the soul chose, the reasons behind it. And I really lean on my heart energy to hold that space, whether it be through words or just telepathically to bring us back into that infinite space together and, and go through it. It's hard to narrow down and be very
0: specific with something that's ineffable to find the right words.
1: I mean, I've, I honestly, as a healer, I've witnessed some of the grossest acts of the human spirit. Right. I mean, as a healer, you see the dark, the rape going to jail troubles with law abuse incest like i mean it's it's heavy stuff and so as a healer i know i chose to come and hold that that gorgeous space and usually people who sh- show up in my in my secret container their creations bring those traumas up in the perfect time the perfect way And so I know if I'm being shown it in energy or we're guided to it in a session, that the soul is ready to do that work. That's something that's always weighed on my
0: mind. Uh, Harm to the innocent, obviously, is a huge thing that tears open the heart chakra, right? Uh, So I wonder sometimes well, I wonder often about what the purpose of all that is. I mean, I'm hearing that from you, what you're saying is that it's part of our growth and it's a, it's a space in which to grow. I know that we need contrast in these 3D lives that we're having. We need the contrast to break the heart open in order to evolve.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it can be hard for the big heart to take that all in. And that's some of the work I do in a mentoring capacity is help people understand their big heart. So we're not taking the weight of the world on. We're not holding it. The heart never breaks. We can expand open. Like let's get real. We don't break. We expand open. That's just a belief. Um, But in that heart space, I believe there's no right and wrong. And then there's no good and bad. That doesn't mean there's not integrity. That doesn't mean that uh, these virtues aren't important, but those with the big hearts who are here in the masses have a capacity to hold a space in just being them for people to do the work. And I say in quotes, because, you know, because it is tough, you know, something comes up in the news, we're seeing things surface, to do their individual work, to heal their wounds, which is a contribution to elevating consciousness so that we can create something totally new.
0: The people with the darkness, for example, are they just disconnected? I mean, can we, can we narrow it down
1: to a point like that? I, I never like narrowing things down to like, (laughs) yeah, that's really it. Sometimes people just don't know or there is so much shame and guilt and trauma locked in that it's really difficult to know how to access it, if it's safe. I mean, we're all having our own realities, our own experiences here. And I think that's where the opportunity is for the big hearts, is to go into that space and lend a hand from that energy so that people know it's okay to access it. So I'm really, I really like holding that space and energy beyond the fight. Like the fight doesn't work anymore. The good and bad, the right and wrong, um, it creates more of the same. And so in order for us to create again those societies and communities and structures, we ha- individually get to do our own uh, journey to raise collectively. And I, I believe that's what's happening now we needed a bit of a boost. Yeah, I I mean, when I first started doing this work, I wanted everyone to know because it was so powerful, but not everyone is ready. Mm -hmm. And I remember having an offering years ago around heartache because I believed heartache, what you get dumped by your boyfriend and the world is over. You know that feeling? And it's such an incredible opportunity to evolve, to find your sovereignty, to claim your power, to realize that you are the true love. And what I realized is I, you, I could only be an invitation for it. And it's up to the individual to recognize, you know, when and if they're ready to do that journey. And it might not be in this lifetime. And I think acceptance of that right now would shift the energy drastically because the change that you and I are creating on this podcast, it could happen in an instant, someone listening right now, it could be in five lifetimes. You know what I mean? What we're aware of is like way in the future and we get to pull it in as as quickly as this consciousness is ready for it. Right. I love how you just
0: explained <laughs> all of that. That was really, that's really uh, pivotal. And I think, yes, we've all had some sort of heartache or heartbreak at some point uh, because, you know, life is change, life is dynamic, and it's the ebb and flow. The people come into our lives and they leave or ideas change or opportunities come and go. I mean, it's that ever, ever changing change that's just the only uh, constant in our lives. And you're right. It is a powerful tool for expansion.
1: Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of stories we're buying as truth. And so, you know, whatever your awakening is, whether it's a heartache or a job loss or whatever. And it, might, it just might be asking those big life questions like me. Who am I? What is love? What's the point? Uh, but to really dive in and recognize that heart energy allows you to let go of some of those stories that might be limiting you so that we can really be in possibility, really start to be in adventure here on Earth with bodies. Yay, we've got bodies. (laughs) (laughs) Yay,
0: and sometimes not so yay. (laughs) (laughs) We started with your work and, and how you, you know, work with your clients and the energy you connect with. But I know you've had quite a, story that has led you to this place but let's highlight some of the key times in your life tell me about something that someone said to you maybe a mentor someone you ran into serendipitously that really you know gave you that shift at least not one shift i'm sure there were many along the way but that just really shifted your perspective
1: you know it was my my first job out of university like i i was clearly i'm in not my highest alignment and that's when i began doing intuitive work so it was it, it was that exploration and working with a mentor that really helped me see what was so right about me i am incredibly psychic i am aware i have some healing i have to do part of my purpose was to come and clear out some of this stuff so that was that's what gave me Uh, a better lens for me to see my heart's truth here but it was a trip to to Chile where I went skiing for a few weeks in our summer their winter and I was on a sand dune on the coast of Chile looking at a sunset and I had just come off a pretty intense project working corporately and so it was intense, like long nights, big stress. And I sat on that sand dune, and watched the sunset. And I was like, this is life. So it's not the sunset was life. It was like my heart just felt like this adventure, this beauty, this being in the moment, we have this one moment, this is life. And that was my, my action point for becoming an entrepreneur. And really putting into motion the things I needed to do to leave the golden handcuffs and and pursue this desire to be uh, a healer or, you know, my missions consciousness. So it's just like, okay, so what does that look like? And what I've done since then is really master my craft of following energy of holding space for people of channeling my wisdom, like what I know I'm here to help people remember. And so those journeys. I mean, as soon as I quit my corporate job, I followed my heart. I ended up down in Chile, back in Chile, and um, with one intention, which was I was going to find my next next teacher. And went to this little town that my mom had told me about a year prior, and uh, a very magical village called Pisco delqui, and knocked on or rang a bell at this woman's property and. It, her name was Lodo, and she began teaching me in my next phase of my own mastery. This was a random connection? You just, <laughs> or, or, or like you, I,
0: you were guided you, to this person's home?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, all through the heart energy. Like, oh. I, I, really, I got on a bus. Uh, yeah, I guess this is important to share. You know, I'm in Chile, single young woman. A lot of people said, oh, don't go travel on your own. But I was hell bent on it. And the magical thing about it is, my mom had said, You might like this. It's a really magical village. There's extraterrestrials. You know, Shirley MacLaine has talked about it. And so I was, I'm in. (laughs) And so I got in, I got on a bus. I had booked a hostel, but that was it. And, you know, you got to change buses in different language. It was, it really tested my strength in trusting what I was following because I didn't know what it looked like. And that's the key is that we are creating the future following energy, allow the energy to show you what form it was going to take. And in those pursuits, we are really supported. So I'm on the bus. I, I don't know how, where to get off. There is no ding, ding, like you don't press a button. This is an old bus. So I had to like, you know, all these little panics, how am I going to know where to get off? And as soon as I asked for guidance, right away a woman spoke English, and she helped me get off the bus. And right there was this healing center. And, you know, it, it was a des- predestined, I'm sure, meet. Loto and I are, you know, very connected on a soul level. But there was no map to get there other than through my heart. And, and that's really what I've been following since then. It took me on wild trips to Spain, Spain. All over the world, um, all while I'm working and and helping really amazing people.
0: It almost sounds like a fairy tale, very magical.
1: <laughs> well, I, I certainly am creating my own fairy tale as a sovereign woman.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, but you yeah, are. But yeah, it's
1: the it's the joy of heart, and not everyone's as adventurous of me as me. But you can follow the energy in in whatever capacity you're you're experiencing life. I read somewhere that your mission
0: doesn't have to be something grand and extravagant. It can be a very simple, peaceful, quiet type of purpose. And as long as you're following, like you said, that heart energy and that knowing, you can't go wrong. Yeah.
1: I really am an advocate for changing the definition of leadership for that exact reason, because when I think of leadership in the future or what's being evoked right now, it really starts in the heart. And that is beyond the label, beyond the title, that leadership of heart can show up and we are the fabric of this society. We are the fabric of this earth experiences, that heart energy that grounds us, that you know holds the integrity of those things like peace and compassion. And so, no, it doesn't have to be the grand life. It can also be um, the more introverted or quiet, but it's in honor of the heart and, and why you chose to be here. I'm
0: thinking collaboration versus competition. Is that the direction we're headed?
1: Totally. I love that you said that. I, yes, collaboration. And that's going to involve all of us understanding that collaboration and And being willing to explore it in different ways, and different forms. Because I work with people, okay, so CEO to just starting out entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Collaboration between a big entity and investors and, you know, a global scale company and collaboration as an entry-level entrepreneur, they're going to look very different. But if we understand that we're all part of connecting in and working together. We can figure out how that wants to take form. And I think that's what's cool about right now is we don't know and that's how we get to share and brainstorm and evolve and expand through this really awakening time. So I'm I'm thinking about the core remains
0: the same. We all want a purpose and a mission, but it's the layers of false beliefs, and thing you know the stories that we can let go of that fall away rather yeah. than trying to change things. We just go back to the core and all the other stuff that's unnecessary falls away, just like on an
1: individual level. Totally. If you look back at those questions, who am I, why am I here, what is love? You are infinite. You are a spark of that infinite. So your expression is what you get to be here. You can stay in the story. Some of us have bigger stories. Some of us might not get out of the story. But for those ready to lead, we just embody the the resonance, that remembering, that soul expression. And I believe that's what will carry us through in this new way. I agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what are you working on lately? Are there any projects
1: in the works? Well anyone who knows me really well will know that I've been writing for a really long time. So I, yeah, I feel like when we're in 2021 last year, I really felt like I'm here for this and it really felt like it was my time to be here on earth, something I had been waiting for. And so what I've been really busy doing over the last year is writing, um, mastering what I've been writing. So just as I teach, my writings are, my creation, my writing are teaching me or pulling me through a lot. And so those are going to take a bigger form over the next year on my website and maybe in physical form. So I I'm here to to share that wisdom in new ways.
0: That's so exciting. And where can we find you if we want to stay connected with your updates and what's going on? Yeah.
1: You can head to my website. It's Sarah S A R A H Woods W O O D S dot C A. So I head to my website. I announce everything first through my my email list, my community there. So sign up for that, and um, I love hearing from people. So drop me a line.
0: That's wonderful, and I hope people do that because you are just such a light in this world. Mm-hmm and I've gotten to know you a little bit so far, and um, I'm just so glad that we've been connected. I don't know what magic has brought us together, but I'm very grateful. So thank you for your wise and brilliant, beautiful words. And it's really, you know, I can feel that energy of just of hope and just letting go of any kind of uh, sadness or negativity. Um, Like you said, we're bombarded every day with the news and not so good news but we need to really step back and see the big picture and really center ourselves and work from that heart space. And I think that's brilliant advice.
1: Thank you. And you know, it's so, it's nice to collaborate with you. So I really appreciate the space you're holding for these conversations to dive in and talk about it and create um, questions and opportunities for those who are tuning into both of our heart energies. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening to Life Continuing. A special thanks to Sarah Woods. For more information on Sarah and to book a private session, please visit sarahwoods.ca. The advisor to the show is Amanda Capito. The music for this podcast was composed by Richard Farron. I'm your host, Tanya Berg. Make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow on Instagram at Life Continuing Podcast. And do join me next time where we'll continue this conversation about life continuing.